Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Will with ScheduleFly, and I'm really excited today. I've got Matt Robb on the phone. Uh, he's an operating partner with the Goat Group, which operates a number of bars in the Los Angeles area, uh, very successful ones in the, in the greater Los Angeles area, and also now in Hawaii. And uh, he travels actually back and forth between Los Angeles and Hawaii and was kind enough to say take some time out of his day to wrap today. So, Matt, thank you. Appreciate it very much. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to have a conversation with you guys. So, uh, okay, man, I always just like everybody to tell me the backstory. Like, how did you get, how and when did you get into hospitality initially? Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, I've initially, I initially got into hospitality when I was uh, 19 years old. Um, but then I got out of it for a little while and I went into the, uh, the gym business, per se, back in the day when uh, the gym business was one of the good business to be in. And, um, you know, through some life decisions, I decided to move to Los Angeles and, uh, and I got my, got back into the bar business and I started at the bottom once again. I started as a, uh, a busser per se. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm nothing, uh, I'm not afraid of hard work. So just worked my way up throughout, uh, the process. And, and here we are today almost, uh, I, I started with this, with my guys now about, uh, seven years ago. And, uh, you know, we have a number of bars operating here in the greater Los Angeles area. And then we opened one in Maui uh, t- uh, just about two years ago now. Okay, cool, man. All right, so <clears throat> you uh, got out, got back in, started at the bottom. That's a, you know, man, I really, uh, I want to ask you about that because I feel like that's, folks that I talk to that start at the bottom seem to, have really good stories because they learn every aspect of the business. They know how to do every job and they can truly lead by example with a lot of credibility. Is that, is that something that you've seen as well? Um, I, I'm a true 100% believer in that. Yeah. Uh, I believe, I believe that if you, uh, you have to do something, um, you need to learn from the bottom up because then you see all aspects from every different angle as far as what happens, what is needed. Um, you know, it's just, it's a great educational tool. You know, nowadays, you know, it's, it's a little bit different in the bar business today because, you know, all these the younger guys are coming up. They just want to be handed to be a bartender, you know, and it's it's um it's unfortunate because the, the the art of learning about a bar is learning all aspects, whether it be busing, bar backing, waitressing, and then on into bartending where, you know, the really good money is. Um, it's, it's kind of a lost art these days. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, it really is. And, and it's. It's it's just uh, it's unfortunate <clears throat> when folks don't look at it that way because it's a bit myopic because you actually wind up like if you start at the bottom. Correct me if I'm wrong. What I was I would say I would think you're probably nodding your head with this. If you start at the bottom, you wind up being a better bartender. Like you you'll start lower, but you'll advance higher, or at least you give yourself a better chance to advance higher in your career because you do understand more about the mechanics of the business and how everything works and. Uh, the flow and, and just every aspect of the business versus just one piece of it. Yeah, I would agree with you 100%. You know, not only that, but then you learn all different, um, you know, job duties as well. So from a bar manager, you see what they do, um, you know. And back in the day, you, you know, when I started bar backing, it was, you know, the bartenders were yelling at us. Mm-hmm. You know? But back in the day, it was like, if you don't have those masks pulled up, you know, those type of things. It doesn't happen like that these days because, Everybody, you know, seems like they, they just give it to them. Everybody wants everything given to them. So it's hard to find really good people um, these days that, that know all aspects of the bar because they've moved up so so fast. But when you find those guys that have done that, and, you know, sometimes they're a little older, but 
they know every aspect of it, you got to hold on to them. And that's what we've done here. In the, and that's how we've been able to grow. <clears throat> how do you hold on to them, man? That's getting harder and harder these days. What do you guys do so well that makes people want to stay a part of your team? Do they, do this because you, you continue to grow and their opportunities grow or what's been working for you? I, it's a combination of that, but it also it, it's just all about the way you treat them. You need yeah. to know the perks that they get and making you know making a fun, happy, happy atmosphere. You know, there's a formula you know that that is pretty successful in the bar business, right? It's having fun people behind the bar, get fun people inside the doors, and fun people stay. So with that formula, if you continue to work on that that type of formula, usually you'll be you'll be more successful. And we've found that there's less theft. There's less, you know, shenanigans going on inside. And, you know, there's all there's always that line in the sand. You know, I was a firm believer brought up into the, you know, the Tom Hopkins and the Zig Ziglar's of the world. Here's a line in the sand. You know, this is what I expect, and then this is what you can't do. And if you do that, then we'll sit down and have a conversation. And, and that, that art or that management style is so lost these days. It's reassuring to know that the company that I have and that I work with, you know, that's the way we, the way we operate. Got it, man. Makes a ton of sense. Yeah. Well, look, it's in some ways it's good that it's not as prevalent because it, it gives you a lot of advantages, doesn't it? Hey, Matt. Right. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I think I may have lost you for a second there. Hey, um, okay, man. So you mentioned you're not afraid of hard work, and this business is full of hard work. Is that... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you laugh as he laughs. Is 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 that yeah. something that like what about work ethic these days? Um, is it sort of the same deal? Is it is it a little bit harder to find people that have that that kind of work ethic nowadays? Yeah, I mean it's definitely one of the biggest challenges that we found in you um, in the L.A. area. Um, it's not as hard because there's such a pool of uh, of people out there looking for opportunity. But you go to a smaller town like in Maui or. or you know, some of the other places that we're looking for future endeavors, it's it's like finding a needle in a haystack. So it's it's one of the most sought after um, traits that you're looking for as far as you know, operating partner or someone that's hiring for a new business. But it's more often Tom, times than not the hardest thing to find. Gotcha, gotcha, man. Yeah, that's a uh, that's something I'm hearing a lot of these days, um, and it's uh it's interesting. It's, it's, well, like you said, you have to, once you can find them, you have to figure out ways to hold on to them. Um, so tell me a little bit about your group. You guys have, uh, how long has a group been around? You said you've been with the group for seven years. How long has a group been around? You've got 10 or 11 places now you're growing. Tell me a little bit about the organization itself and, and the folks that, uh, you know, are, are your partners. Yeah. So, uh, the company started about, uh, 10 years ago. Um, and our group name is called the Go Group, and we operate a number of bars here in the greater L.A. area. But one of the biggest um, pluses that we have with our group is we have a gentleman by the name of Ryan Sweeney, who is our business partner. And Ryan um, and, a, and a friend of his um, actually was uh, one of the first pioneer guys. Hey, Matt. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, man. For some reason, I don't know what's going on, but my audio is going out a little bit on your end. Um, oh, okay. I'm not sure what ha- yeah, that's a little better. I'm not sure what happened. It was fine for a while there, and then for some reason it started going out a little bit. It may be something with my equipment. I apologize, but um, I just want to check and make sure you had your phone close by. Yeah, I'm, I'm still here with you. Okay, that's better. Whatever you did, that's we're good. Okay, go ahead. So tell tell us about Ryan. So, yeah, Ryan Sweeney, um, I got just to backtrack a little bit. He was one of the most uh, first pioneers to bring craft beer 
to Los Angeles. And this was a number of years ago before the craft, you know, the craft world took off. Um, they were the first guys to start the first newsletter. Um, his first initial bar that he bought, his name was Verdugo, uh, Verdugo Bar. And that was in, um, if you know the L.A. area, it's in Eagle Rock. So that used to be almost kind of part of the ghetto or not so not so good neighborhood. And that was his dream. And I came up with his first bit of money to open that, that bar. And, and that was the number one. And then they went on to open about another couple within the next three years. And then uh, I came on board about seven years ago. And we've uh, we've opened about uh, five cents, so we're doing about a bar a year on average right now, um, and just continue to growing in, in the LA area. Now you'll notice that the craft beer world is taking kind of a turn to the left because a lot of the bigger brands are buying smaller craft breweries. Yeah. So you have to you have to kind of navigate the waters. But when you have someone like Ryan that's on our team that has the relationships with you know, all of the brewers or the owners of the, of the small breweries, we're able to lock in some of the, the, the beers that nobody else uh, can get, the specialty craft, uh, craft beer that isn't with the bigger, um, you know, conglomerates. So it, it's made, it made our job a little bit easier. And now that we've gone into whiskey, uh, that's, our, that's our new frontier. So most of our bars you'll find anywhere between 200 to 350 rare rubbers and scotches and whiskeys oh, uh, on, on display. Nice, man. Sounds like yeah. my kind of place. <laughs> That's really cool. Uh, yeah, and then, you know, in the ice cube, too, it makes a big deal. So most of our bars will do the spheres. So we do the sphere and then or a, a larger square uh, type of ice cube that you don't usually get in a whole lot of other places. And a lot of people don't know when you get a sphere, which is, you know, kind of that round ball that goes into a good uh, whiskey glass. Yeah. It actually preserves uh, the whiskey longer than if you use a regular ice cube. It preserves it longer. Is that because the yep. uh, the sphere melts slower? Or? Correct. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. So, um, yeah. By the way, Verdugo, I just brought back memories. I, I'm obviously, as you can tell from accent, I'm from I'm the South. I'm from North Carolina, but I did spend two years in Burbank, and we lived on the corner of Hollywood Way and Verdugo. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> yeah, Hollywood Way in Verdugo, uh, the Park Point Apartments. Uh, that was back in like two thousand, two thousand one. But um, when you said that name, it <laughs> brought back some memories, man. So, um, well, well, uh, so, so you've gone into Hawaii now, and you guys are continuing to grow. Um, what's what do you like most about hospitality? Oh man, there's a couple things I like. Um, I'm a people person, so I, I like the interaction that I be able to have with guests on a daily basis, as well as the team members. Um, I'm I'm not a, I'm a social butterfly, even if I'm not at work. So I'm always the one starting a conversation or having a conversation. And to be honest with you, the second one, which people kind of laugh at me every time I say this, but every day there's a challenge in the bar business. It doesn't matter yeah. whether it's a location or a, a purveyor or whatever. There's always some type of challenge every day when you wake up. I mean, I don't think there's a day that I don't wake up, that there's either some type of 911 call or a uh, emergency here, or this didn't get delivered here or just, Oh, you know, I didn't know my schedule got changed. So <laughs> there's just a lot of different things that, that every day when you wake up that you have to overcome. And I love that challenge. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a problem solver. That's what I like to do. You give me a problem, I'll figure out a way to solve it. And that's, uh, that's one of the, the good, the good things that I like to do with the, within the business. And which is funny because, you know, your guys is, your guys' platform 
has helped me solve a lot of problems. <laughs> oh man, that's cool. That's nice of you to say that. I'm glad to hear that. Um, yeah, well, I'm sure the problems we solve pale in comparison to some of the larger ones y'all may have on, on any given day. But uh, <laughs> that's a well, look, man. I mean, that's a good. That's a good. That's a great mentality. It's rare. Uh, most people, you know, prefer not to deal with problems on a daily basis. So. Uh, it's a, you know, certainly in your business with all the things that you have and the moving parts and all the fluctuations of things that can happen on any given day. That's, that's a great way to approach it and a great way to tackle it. Um, so that's cool. Um, that's actually something, Mm -hmm. you know, you kind of, you almost, if you can't have that mentality, I think in your business, you're going to struggle, aren't you? Uh, I, I think so. I mean, you gotta ha- you gotta be able to have problem solving as one of your fortes if you're going to own a business. You know, there, there's things like okay, uh, I have a plumber on call, or I have an air conditioning guy on call, or I have this on call. You can have those guys on call, but if you're not able to at least come up with ideas to learn how to get those guys inside or fix it on your own, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a really tough time being a business owner because. There's so many things moving parts, especially in the bar business. There's so many moving parts. Like, if you would have told me years ago when I first got into this business that I would have learned every aspect from, you know, when you walk in a bar to see how it's going to flow, if it's busy or if it's slow, it's going to look full. I mean, there's so many little things. Or, like, where you put the glass washer behind the bar, I can't be over here because of this. I would have never known all that. So having so many years in this business, I've been able to hone my skills and, and figure out, solutions and, and more than <laughs> hopefully having a lot of, uh, a little bit of problems. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. Well, you said that the, uh, you said the formula, by the way, is, um, get fun people behind the bar and fun people in the doors and fun people will stay. How do you get fun people in the doors? I mean, you must have a lot of competition out there. I, I mean, everybody does these days, but you've got a lot of competition. I'm sure in LA, uh, it's a tough market. What do you guys do to get people coming in and, and uh, coming back? Well, back in the day, you, you know, you had the piece of paper and you were asking people for their email list when, you know, everybody had an email. Nowadays, the marketing's came full circle with a little bit more technology-driven stuff, but it all comes down to word of mouth, to be honest with you. In, in L.A. especially, the majority of our bars, up until the last couple of years, we really never had to advertise. Yeah. It was just about creating that, that atmosphere where people wanted to come have a fun time, or if you had a beautiful girl behind the bar, or... You know, you had a good event coming on, you know, and then now that social media's taken off, you've got, uh, you've got, you know, different platforms where people are capturing email addresses or mailing lists um, that we use in some of our bars as well. It's just a different world, but it comes back to the basics, I believe. And the basics is, you know, talking to people, mm-hmm. uh, make sure they're having fun when they walk to the door. If there's a, if there's a shuffleboard game to play, if there's, you know, giant Jenga out or Jenga connect four on the tables you know, having something that's interactive to keep people in the door is definitely one of the biggest um, successful things that we've done in, in the greater Los Angeles area. Now, you know, and then when we took that to Maui, nobody really kind of understood what we were trying to do. But now here are two years later, and people do understand that when they come in, they can play Jenga at the table or they have a shuffleboard table they can play. You know, they got cornhole over in the corner. So just keeping it live and fun uh, type of atmosphere, I think that's part of our success. Dude, I tell you, the shuffleboard thing; those are awesome. Uh, we got a bar near our house, and um, that they've got one of those, and those are fun as heck. Um, so, well, people love it. People love it. They do love it. And, no. you know, 
and you don't have the pool sharks like you do the pool tables usually. That's so right. That's you right. know, <laughs> people can come in, they can play shuffleboard. There's usually no no real uh, you know issues with any type of gambling or the city looks at you and stuff like that. So it's a, it's an easy it's an easy solution to create something fun. So, you know, you mentioned uh, things like email and and uh, you you talk about the conversations and the relationships that you build with your customers, that your staff builds. I mean, it's really ultimately the staff that does that. And um, they're the secret sauce. They're the ones who interact with the customers, who have the conversations, particularly in the bar business when there's just so much engagement with the customers um, and so much you know time you can spend talking to them. We have a right. – um, I'm going to follow up with you. I'm going to let you go here in a minute because I know you're busy, but I'm going to follow up with you because we have something where we've been building and we're going to launch next year. And uh, I want to, I want to show it to you and see if you guys might be interested. It's, it's directly in line with, with that. It's with awesome. en- enabling the staff to engage their regular customers on a recurring basis and um, give them reasons to come in and things like that. So I'll follow up with you about that. But, um, man, yeah, that'd be great. yeah, for sure, for sure. I'd, I'd love to get your thoughts. Um, Anything else you want to wrap about me? Because I know you're busy, so I want to let you go. But anything else you'd like to share? I mean, you know, like I said, when you get into this business, you've, you've got to have some type of drive and determination to, to make it in the bar business. And You know, n- nowadays you're noticing that a lot of the restaurants are, are shrinking size and the, the size of the menus are going down because of, you know, especially here in California, you know, minimum wage is going up. And if you're not a big uh, corporation in being a small mom and pop, it's tough for you to survive with these wages going to where they are, you know, and, and one of the biggest things that we're, we're trying to brace for is that, but you'll notice a lot of the bars and the restaurants are shrinking their menus and becoming more of a, you know, semi fast casual because it's keeping the labor down. It's keeping uh, the cost down in the kitchen because most of your, your success comes from the front of the house, the bar side, because your margins on your liquor are there. And, and a lot of times what you see failing in bars and restaurants is because of your kitchen costs. Mm. And so you'll notice our formula is small, intimate menus. Um, we call it, you know, modern American bar food, but not being gouged, you know, not gouging us with prep time and, and, and food costs in the back. So, you know, that's one of the biggest reasons I think we're successful in the area that we are is, is, is keeping the cost down in, in the back of the house. And for anybody starting out, my, my advice to you is nowadays where we're at in this, you know, day and time is, you know, keep your keep cost in the kitchen low and, and you'll be successful. Gotcha. Okay. That's phenomenal advice. Yeah, this is an interesting time with labor, isn't it? Things that are going on with some of the uh, regulations and, and things they're putting in to increase wages and some of the rules yeah. around when you can schedule people. It's kind of a, it's kind of a beast, isn't it? <laughs> It's, I mean, trying to navigate these waters in the last, you know, two years with minimum wage going up to where it's at. And you're, you're a mom and pop, you know, your livelihood is being a smaller location and doing these amount of numbers to be able to survive and, and, and where they're going, it's, you know, it's tough. It really is tough and you have to learn how to pivot. And, you know, we've learned how to pivot in the back of the house to be, you know, whole being successful or at least where we're still successful, I should say. And, you know, a lot of people that are starting out are opening up these, these big back of the houses. Mm. And, you know, most of your money will go into your labor and your food and everything else if you're not on top of it. So the bar business is, is definitely pivoted because you used to be over to a bar and have you know, really big menus of everything. Or, uh, you know, now you see all these modern American shared plates, 
you know, people coming out with, uh, you know, mac and cheeses or things that everybody can have a little bit of bite of. And that's kind of where the bar business, per se, the gastro pub area has gone. And it's fun, it's fun to watch it change, but at the same time, there's always challenges of change. But you have to figure out the solutions for the challenges. Well, there you go. And you're right back to it, solving some problems, man. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, my friend. I hear you. Uh, well, cool. Listen. I, uh, I really appreciate the time, Matt. Um, I know everybody listening does as well, so thank you very much. Uh, y'all have a great business. We're proud to serve you, and um, if, you, if I can ever do anything, man, let me know, but I'll let you go, and just thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, thanks for having me. And Like I said, like uh, you, you guys saw the – I go back to where we were doing Excel spreadsheet uh, schedules, so I want to thank you as well. You guys, uh, you guys are in every one of our locations, and you help us – solve problems on a daily basis by not having to sit in front of a computer for hours doing a schedule. <laughs> I hear you, man. Well, I appreciate it. That's very kind of you. Um, we're, we're always glad to hear that. Um, well, listen, I'll, I'll let you go. Thank you so much. Holler anytime I can do anything for you. I will follow up because I want to show, show you what we're working on. Cool. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right. Take care, man. Bye. Bye.